evening, First Baptist Kenai. Um, again, we're coming uh, to you uh, from uh, the armchair as we are trying to um, uh, just to have a, uh, a discussion for Wednesday night. And I want to encourage you guys as uh, you're uh, gathering your family with your family and your friends, um, whether you're doing it virtually or, uh, or, or uh, uh, you know, in the living room with your family. Uh, we encourage you guys to stay healthy and stay safe and stay connected. Um, there's a ton of things that, uh, that can be said, a ton of things that we can be encouraged. Um, but uh, one thing we need to do is continually pray for each other. Uh, the ones we see, the ones that we hear about, the ones we, uh, we are following on Facebook, and the ones we're not. Um, continue to pray for the businesses and the community and those that are um, uh, uh, not able to be communicated with um, in our community um, and those that are just struggling. Um, at this time, more than ever, uh, the light of Jesus Christ needs to reign supreme, and the hope that uh, he has to offer needs to be presented in a clear uh, no-nonsense way. So I've been given a lot of thought to um, how and what uh, we should be studying on Wednesday. I know we've gone through a diff couple different uh, uh, studies. We've looked at a few different things. Um, and ultimately, I just want to give you guys the tools necessary uh, to do the kind of study you need for yourself at home. And uh, yesterday, I put up three back-to-back um, -back videos. Um, they're intended to be watched separately and digested um, as you are uh, going through your own study, as you're um, looking up what, uh, what it means to, to be a follower of Christ. Um, I definitely encourage you guys to, um, to use some of those techniques in uh, studying Scripture. Um, the inductive technique of Bible, Bible study is, is definitely something that you should do. And so today, I'm going to try to do just a short, um, short video. Uh, rather than go into a long, long teaching time, I really want to give you some basics uh, so that you can begin to um, study on your own. And so uh, one of the things that I thought that we could do was look at the book of 1 Peter. I know that I have personally preached on this a few times. Um, and so you, know, you guys have heard me uh, speak uh, about this. If you've, you know, if you've been to some of our sermons and, and heard me preach, um, then you know that, that we've had you know, some good discussions on this. So I'm not going to add anything super new. Um, but one of the things I am going to do is add a list of questions um, to the comment section um, that you can go over with on your own. And that way you can have an opportunity to, I guess, um, study this at your leisure when uh, when you're not so much uh, watching the video or, or trying to cram in. Because sometimes we can get too focused on watching the video and not really paying attention to what God's trying to teach us in this. So, um, yeah, so part of it, I just wanted to give you guys some tools necessary. So I won't go any more detail into that other than to say that um, that I'm just going to lay the groundwork and you guys can, can go from there. So 
Just to start off with, um, looking at the book of 1 Peter, the reason why I think it's relevant is that Peter was writing primarily to a group of individuals that were struggling, and they were in the beginning stages of persecution. It wasn't state-sanctioned persecution. It was uh, persecution that came through um, just misunderstandings. Um, it was through a discrimination um, and mistreatment um, for Christians in general. Um, but it wasn't specifically aimed at, from the state, from the government. And so that's important to recognize when looking at this is that, um, you know, part of what we're going through now in this time of quarantine, although a lot of people don't see it as uh, as, as persecution, some people can. Um, and I think that uh, it's incredibly amazing to me how in, in just a few short minutes um, we have gone from uh, being able to meet openly with no problem at all to having to hunker down and do this digitally and not be able to see each other face to face anymore. This is kind of a um, this is kind of a scary, slippery slope. So um, just one of the reasons why I think that that First Peter is very relevant to us. Um, so as we're looking at that and as we're thinking about what um, what God has wanted us to know, um, we can look at First Peter. We can realize that First Peter obviously was written by the Apostle Peter. Um, it was written about between 62 and 63 A.D., so it was right before Nero started to um, seriously um, uh, persecute Christians um, in, in, spe in specific targeting the Christians. Um, and so Christianity wasn't illegal yet, um, but there was a lot of gray areas there, and there was uh, the Jews were really stirring a lot of problems up for the for the church at the time. And so uh, the intended audience was uh, likely the 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 new converts, the Gentile converts um, to to God, um, the new um, folks that um, have been brought into the faith, and because of that, they've now become in many ways disenfranchised and discriminated against and mistreated <clears throat> in their communities. Um, and Paul wanted, to, or Peter wanted to remind them that um, that their home is not uh, on earth, but it is in heaven their ultimate home. So the purpose of the uh, the letter was to stand, uh, have the, the, the encourage the believers to stand fast, to endure the suffering of the present age. Um, some theologians have said that the letter uh, was intended to strengthen the readers in the now of their suffering and persecution by assuring them that future glory will transform their present condition. Um, and so uh, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking of a, a relatively wise individual, one of the wiser people I know. Um, he was actually quoting somebody he considers wiser than himself, and he said, "In life, we should always be try. We should always try to advance ourselves um, personally, professionally, everything, all the way around. Um, we should always try to advance ourselves. And if we can, if we can better ourselves even one percent every day, at the end of the year." we will have bettered ourselves over 300%. So if you think about that, when you start studying Scripture and start looking for these new things and thinking about what Peter was trying to teach the, um, the churches he was writing to was the idea that while we're dealing with the suffering of the now, um, we need to remember that, that this is going to help us incrementally get ready for the next stage, the next level, um, and that would be our entrance into heaven. So what we're going through now is an essential part of that. Um, 
And so in light of that, I'm just going to go through the first couple, three verses, actually the first two verses, uh, First Peter, and I'll let you guys um, continue on and study uh, the first 12 verses on your own. So the first uh, two verses, I'm just going to read them to you really quickly, um, and so that way you guys can, uh, yeah, we can mill it over a little bit in the next few minutes. So Peter's writing this in chapter 1, 1 Peter, first verse. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, uh, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ by sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. So yesterday, when I was talking to you guys about um, inductive Bible studies, one of the things that I suggested doing was... Um, pulling out some key words um, that, and finding out what is, it, what is it actually saying. Let's just look at the, the actual words. And sometimes it's important to do that. So I actually have a list that I'll be putting up on, um, uh, on, a, on a graphic for you guys uh, of just a few words that I think that you need to look at. Um, one of the words is obedience. Another word is sojourner or, um, or, or pilgrim, depending upon the version that you're reading. Um, dispersion the scattered, uh, foreknowledge, uh, the elect or the chosen, uh, the spirit. And another word, I think one important word is sanctification. Um, these are just some of the words that are just very profound in the first uh, chapter that Peter is trying to bring out to um, the folks that are listening. There's, a, there's just a ton of information there um, that you can look at. And I'm going to give you just a, a tidbit and, and then let you go from there. And I have some, like I said, some questions that I'll post in the comments um, in the YouTube page and uh, hopefully on Facebook if I can um, so that you guys can see uh, some questions to begin to ask yourselves. And there are no right or wrong answers um, per se. These are just questions that you should be asking as you're reading the first 12 verses um, in, uh, in Peter's uh, first Epistle. So the one thing, so a couple, just a couple tidbits. As you look at the those questions and those and uh, those words that um, that I pulled out, and there's other words too you can pull out. Those are just some of the ones I pulled out that I thought were useful to know. Um, but notice this in the second verse. It says, "According to the foreknowledge." That word foreknowledge in Greek is prognosis. It's the same thing we get um, in dealing with the, with prognosis. What's your prognosis from the doctor? Things like that. Um, and so it's that foreknowledge. Um, but look where it says. It says the foreknowledge of God, the sanctifying work of the Spirit, and the obedience of Jesus Christ. So what you see here is a threefold operation of the Trinity that's working. You have God that goes that has gone behind us. You have the Spirit that dwells within us, and you have Christ that goes before us. Now, what does that mean um, about this? So it says according to the foreknowledge. That means God knew before we were born. And so he's behind us with all that knowledge. He, when we accept Christ as our Savior, his spirit dwells within us and begins the work of sanctification. So he's behind us with his foreknowledge. He's within us, sanctifying us, making us righteous, making us holy, day by day, progressively as we move through our, our, our walk in the pilgrimage that we are going through with Christ. And then... Um, and Jesus Christ sprinkled his, by his blood, by and and by by sprinkling with his blood. So this is an echo of Exodus chapter twenty-four, verses five through six. The idea that the high priest, which according to Hebrews, Jesus is our perfect and best and and 
phenomenal high priest who went before us into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle the blood. And if you read Exodus 24, verses 5 and 6, you can see what Moses did when they first were sanctifying the temple. He, he took the blood from the, from, the, from the sacrificial animals. He collected it. He sprinkled some of it on the tabernacle, some of it on the implements that go in the tabernacle, on the people that were going to be going in there. So Christ went before us into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle the blood so that we would have a pathway to into the Holy of Holies behind him. So we have God behind us, we have the Spirit within us, and we have Jesus in front of us. Um, this, is, this is a powerful um, uh, de- depiction of the Trinity, and it's really a unique opportunity for us as Christians um, to begin the process. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and pray in a minute. I'm going to sign off, and I'm going to leave you with some questions along with those list of words that I, sp- that I, that I spoke of. Um, and so that you can begin to look at, um, how God wants you to be able to use the knowledge you're gaining, not just in the first two verses, but the first, really the first 12 verses, um, because there's a ton of information in this first, first section of Peter. And, um, next week when we come back together, I'll recap the first 12 verses and we'll go on to the next stage. Um, the goal here is not to spoon feed you, um, in this, it's to encourage you to begin to feed yourself, and you'll do that by following some of the techniques that I that I laid out in those three videos on an inductive Bible study. And honestly, if all you ever do is phase one, where you are investigating just the facts—who, what, when, where, how—then you have done more probably than you normally do in your own Bible study. If you're able to take it to stage two and then to stage three. Man, you are miles ahead, and and you're 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 on you're on like a higher plane than most Christians actually do in their own study. Um, so I would encourage you to begin to look at the who, what, when, and where, um, and I'll also include the Greek words along with the words themselves and a little bit of a uh, little definition if I can. Um, so maybe even some other verses you can compare with so you'll be able to see that. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in. I know it's a short one today, um, but what I'm trying to do here is not give you 45 minutes of, of, of my brain dumping into your into your lap and you're like, oh, what do I do with this? It's like drinking from a fire hose. Um, you don't need that. What I, what you need is, is a quick hit um, that will encourage and inspire. Um, so I'm hoping that this will encourage and inspire you to dive deeper into God's Word. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time you've given us. We thank you for the opportunity to, to be here with you right now. Father, we ask you to um, be with those that are listening to this um, this study. Help them to take what I've given them and um, and go beyond, much further beyond than anything I've suggested. We love you. We thank you. We ask this now in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, you have a wonderful time and go the rest of this week with God. <laughs>